Are you ready to tap in to your power within so that your business can reach its truest potential? Hi, I'm Candace Haza, and I help business entrepreneurs access their inner GPS so that their business can grow and thrive. You are here to serve and to create an impact in this world. Welcome to the Intuitive Business Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Intuitive Business Podcast. And today, I would love to introduce a personal friend of mine, Holly K. Brooks. And I'd like to introduce her by reading a little bit about her, and then we're going to get to connect with her and meet her today. So here's what Holly says about herself. She is an intuitive psychic, a spiritual life counselor, a life skills teacher, and a writer. She's a monthly contributor to a large women's magazine, as well as her advice column called The Naked Truth. I have had four articles published in Aaron Huffington's Thrive Global Blog. I've been doing this work for 30 years. She also taught classical ballet, jazz, and gymnastics for 27 years, two lives parallel. (laughs) I love quantum physics, she says, and neurosciences. They have a very close ties to my work, meaning her work and obviously mine too. (laughs) Energy healing is definitely the way to go. She says, I have a plethora of doctors and have had three bouts with cancer, a broken neck. And let's just say I have learned what I lived. This is the way to go. All of my experiences have deepened my intuition and ask me anything. Well, hello, Miss Naked Truth. I'm going to ask you anything. (laughs) So first of all, I wanted to introduce you to as my personal friend, and we both have little nicknames for each other. (laughs) Do you want to share? Oh, for sure. (laughs) She started calling me Hollywood. So of course, I started calling her Candyland. And those are our nicknames for each other. And uh, it's very endearing. We love each other. What can I say? (laughs) Well, actually, uh, how I remember this is that we were eating breakfast and you're like, how I remember everybody's name is I give them a nickname. And how do you feel about Candyland? And I remember, you know, being a kid and really liking the game. So I said, yes. And so as she started to write text to me, calling me Candyland, I'm like, girl, you need a nickname too. And then she actually lived in Hollywood at one point in her life. So I start calling her Hollywood. And that's kind of how the whole thing, I think to my challenged memory, I believe. (laughs) I know, I know getting older, senior moments. (laughs) Exactly. So Today, what we want to share with you is kind of the backstage door to what an intuitive friendship looks like and kind of how we've played with our friendship, how we've utilized intuition. And guess what the two of us also do? We call each other for our own 911 calls and say, (laughs) can you look at... Holly, why do you think that we do that? Because so many people look at intuitives and psychics and they say, well, like, you know, everything. And you're looking at the mic, like, you know what I'm thinking, don't you right now? (laughs) Did you ever have people say that to you? And they're kind of nervous around you in the beginning? Yes. It's a trust thing. 
it's you know, some people, it's really important to create trust. And so I would say that we call each other and say, can you look at this for me? Because we know each other so well and we're so energetically connected. Looking for you intuitively is a piece of cake. And yesterday I was seeing things for you absolutely crystal clear and really fast. Yeah. So, so yesterday I had a little call in, you know, our little 911 moments and I had a little call in for some things I wanted to discover about myself. But here's the question though, Holly, why do intuitives use other intuitives? Cause shouldn't we know this, right? <laughs> mm, you know, sometimes when I need all right, I'm facing a difficulty and someone will say to me, well, what would you tell a client? And I'm like, yeah, but so I can see things for myself, but it just feels better coming from you, from another intuitive. I totally agree. I'm just entertaining our audience with the fact that they have this question, you know, like they think that we're the know-all even in our own lives. And actually here's what I see for us when I want a desired outcome, like how many times do you like want a certain amount of finances to come in or you want something to happen in your family or you know, maybe it's a relationship issue and you want it so badly that sometimes your desire, in my opinion, clouds the vision. Like for me, I'm very visual. Sometimes I know where I'm supposed to go, but then <laughs> I kind of steer them on the dance floor because I want it my way. Do you ever feel that? Like, tell me how your feelings are about that. I try to separate what it is I would like to come into my life from personal stuff. And I do that by calling it manifesting something I want. So if I really want something to come into my life, I talk about it to myself or even out loud when I'm alone, because <laughs> they'll arrest me on the street. <laughs> but I just think about it. And I manifest it. I try to make it happen by connecting with my intuition connected to the universe. And it works. It really works. I've done it a bunch of times. What's one thing that you can share with the audience that you've manifested that may have seemed impossible in the moment, but yet it came to fruition in your life? I never predict windfalls, gambling, money. However, about a year ago, I got this flash that I was coming into money and I'm like, okay. And I told somebody about it and within four days, I got a call from somebody that something I was paying was over and it amounted to $10,000 a year. Whoa. I know. And I told my brother and he's like, do you see any money coming for me? <laughs> and I said, no, but if I do, I'll make sure I call you. <laughs> that's the only time I've ever done that. Well, that's pretty cool. Can we talk about manifestation for a moment? Yeah, I, I love this topic. It's important. I think it is. So one of the things that I've done in the past is 
and I honestly don't remember doing this, but I guess I wanted to go to Hawaii and I must've wanted to go like in April. And this is many years ago. And so I must've just put it on my calendar. Mm. So I remember I was working at Millersville and I had just did the banquet that I do every year, which was in April. So it must've been in April. And my girlfriend called me and she's like, can I'm in Hawaii and our <laughs> house is built and it's done. You want to come and play with me? Oh, <laughs> and nice. I, said, I said, Alma, I can't, I'm in the middle of this banquet and closing, you know, closing out the year at the university. But then I had all these extra days because of this long work period I had. So I had like seven days and I'm like, I could get to Hawaii in seven days. So I called my cousin. She worked for us air. She hooked me up with a comp pass. I land Alma picks me up. She gives me a lay, you know, like she puts a lay around my neck. She takes me to this house that is like, I don't know, like 12,000 square feet. Like the Whoa. it was, I didn't even visit a whole house. It was that big. <laughs> like when the doors, the front doors close, they make a sound like, Ew. boom, 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 like lurches doors. Like I was like, Whoa, I've never dreamed big enough in my life. But what I wanted to point out is guess when I went, I went to put this flight on my calendar. I already had Hawaii booked with my manifested intention. So I stayed at Hawaii for free. I flew for free. I had, I was picked up for free and I had a, a lay put around my neck. Like life was so good in that moment. So I love that she's talking about manifestation because it's truly about setting your intention and then believing and then walking into it. Right. Right. And trusting it and trusting it. That is huge. huge. To use your intuition, you need to trust what your head is saying. And so to manifest things, trust. So you just said, trust what your head's saying. One of the things I talk about is that intuition is born from the cadence rhythm in our heart. So do you really think it comes from the head or do you think it's what's really leaning into our heart? Talk to me about that. Actually, in medicine and energy healing, you know, everything is like comes from your brain. It's all about your brain. And what they're discovering, there have been scientific studies about this. Really, everything comes from your heart. How you feel about things, how you love, where stress comes from, everything from your heart. So I would say my intuition is born in my heart. Oh, and I look at it through my head. Through the lens in your brain. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. That, I just wanted to clarify that because I'm always intrigued by other people's perceptions, how they connect, et cetera, et cetera. By the way, let's talk about connecting. So take me through a moment when you connect with somebody's energy. Like, what does that feel like? Did you feel anything in your body? Do you hear things? Just talk to me about a connection. Okay. So I would say most of my readings roll a certain way. So somebody calls me, no one calls me because they're happy. (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> they call me and, and I read their voice, you know, when in Rome and their voice is a little shaky or they sound kind of depressed or whatever. I get on their level and talk that, you know, in kind, if you will. 
I feel a connection immediately. I feel a connection the minute somebody calls me and, you know, we schedule a reading and I get information before I do the reading. So the connection is instant and we talk and almost everybody gets tears because we get to things that are heartfelt that are deep in their heart and it's hard to talk about that happens and then we go on and I'm connecting and I'm picking up more and more and by the end their voice is completely different they're happy and I always say did we get to everything and are you happy and they always are and I love it because I just have this ability to connect and see and feel the visceral things. If it's right on the money, a lot of times I'll get goosebumps all over, or I'll feel like, whoosh, somebody went through me at a cold flash, not a hot one. Thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) That's my friend. But I I get visceral things as well as heart-mind connections. So I like that. I love connecting with people. What can I say? They're so my wanna, thing. I want to unfold some of the beautiful things that you've shared. It's first of all, having any type of a reading, it's a very intimate moment. You're going to get into some intimate stuff. And it feels intimate to us too. Like, have you ever gotten tears or felt like you said you got goosebumps? Like I've had tears come down my face, not because I'm crying, but because it's almost like it hit an emotional nerve when I'm looking at something and I'm not crying or sobbing, but my eyes are just releasing genuine feelings and you got goosebumps. I get goosebumps quite a bit. And to me, then I'll go say to the client, I have goosebumps. You can take this to the bank. You know, (laughs) what I'm saying, this is so true. And also the more out in left field my sight is and the things that I see, the more correct. Mm -hmm. And that was a a process of learning. Okay. You know, uh, when it's in left field, I'm like, Oh my God, no. But now I know, uh, yeah, left field is what's happening. That's what I'm getting. So yes. And I've gotten tears, but I stop myself. I do not want to even let them have a hint of my emotion in the way of tears they get lots of my feelings and my emotions, but I don't usually get tears. Yeah. They just, when I was a kid and had intuition, if I was talking about a goosebump up moment, I could not stop it. It's one of my releases. Like it's one of my processes. So one of the things that you talked about is that also that the reading is transformational. They come on with a bit of a shaky voice. They're kind of nervous. And then they feel more happy and more light in their body at the end of the reading. And that's usually your goal with your clients. 
Of course, I want to make them feel better. I want to give them information that they can use. And then we talk through how to apply the information. Because usually I would say a lot of my work involves relationships, LGBTQ relationships, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, we're going to split up. Is he cheating? You know, should I get a divorce? Do I believe him? Is he lying? A lot of that. And those are subjects that are like so close to your heart. Those are things that hurt someone. And when we feel hurt and it's our heart, you know, there's tears and we're unhappy and we're looking for answers. So I provide intuitive answers and also how to apply them. And sometimes I give a little bit of homework, you know, get a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle, pros, cons, and write down what are the pros of this relationship? What are the cons? And then put it away. And then take it out a day or two later and look at it. And you're going to start to see crisscross things that make sense. The pro is related to the con and the con is related to the pro. And it's helpful. It's really helpful. Oh, that's such a good assignment. So for the listeners that are, might be struggling with a relationship right now, it might be an exercise that you can take from Holly. So thank you for sharing that with us, Holly. (laughs) One of the things that you and I spoke about yesterday, and I'd love for you to share with everybody is I had developed this intuitive business quiz. So of course I invited Holly to take it more as a friend than a business situation, but I just wanted to kind of get her insight and perception and also to see, I had a feeling about what her highest and best intuitive superpower might be. And as you're listening to us right now, you're welcome to go over to www.candacehaza.com forward slash superpower so that you can know what we're talking about in this moment. So now that you've come back (laughs) to the Hollywood and Candyland show, right? (laughs) So Holly share with us, like, did you make any discoveries with the quiz? What was your intuitive type? And were there any insights in the quiz that helped you? Absolutely. It was scary spot on. (laughs) It turns out that I'm a clear channel and a clear channel is somebody that gets information quick, details, sees things deeply and people are attracted to that. So that's absolutely true. And then it said, and this is true too, one thing you have to watch out for is go, 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 burnout. And that's true. I'll go, 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 go. And then I hit a wall. So the advice from your quiz, which I loved, was that I needed to learn to ground my energy and release blocks and grounding through meditation and I do some Reiki things with different chakras. Amazing because I have to 
meter out my energy in a more flowy kind of way, like quantum physics, you know, waves of time instead of A to B. And it's good. I like it. I loved that quiz. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad that you gained some insight. And I hope the listeners have tried the quiz out and have gained some insight as well. You just brought up one of my favorite topics and I'm going there if it's okay with you. I don't necessarily have it on the list, but I like to flow with interviews if it's all right. Yeah, go for it. So you talked about quantum physics and you also had said in your introduction that you have a great love of it and that it has a relationship with what we do as intuitives. And I 180% agree with you. So from your perspective, tell us about the connection. First of all, it was started by Einstein, who was absolutely a genius. And he called it the quantum entanglement, meaning We all have been taught to watch the clock, which by the way, that clock thing was started just so they could tell when sunrise and sunset was going to happen. So everybody thinks of time as linear. You know, uh, it's three o'clock and at four o'clock, this happens. And at eight o'clock, I go to bed. It's all A to B. Einstein's theory is that it's not linear. It comes in waves. And the entanglement theory is that while we're having things happen here, flowy, somewhere else in the galaxy, the same thing is happening. That's the entanglement here and here. So there's like a a shadow side of our lives. She was showing us like a wave with her hand. And then she was showing an above sign kind of with her hand and a below sign. So is that what I'm understanding? There's almost like a, a shadow side of us happening at the same time. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a shadow. I would call it the same thing happening somewhere else in the galaxy And they have done studies on this where they have taken two amazing telescope things, you know, those big white things. And they have shot off information and lasers in two different places to the same places up here. And they actually have data that it did happen up there. It did happen there. So they actually could scientifically show, like you and I are here now, somewhere else in the universe, there's another you and I happening. What are we doing? (laughs) The same thing. The same thing. That's the entanglement, the riddle. And it is very provable. And he started it way back when. But now people are very interested in it, scientists and people in parapsychology, because it associates with time and seeing things and knowing things, and there's no explanation for it. And that's what it is. Clairvoyance, intuition is basically, you see things 
but there's no written proof. There's no proof. And the reason you're seeing things is because of the quantum system and also neuroscience, where your memories are, where your emotions are, where your creativity is, where your fear lies. It's very, very interesting. So I want to stop you there because I have some questions. Before we move on to the neuroscience of it, I just want to understand this quantum energy field that you're speaking of. So for me, how I understand it for myself right now is like when I'm doing a reading, it's a vibration for me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm reading a vibrational energy field. Like when I close my eyes and I'm going to look for the person I'm about to read, I often say, let me go find you. And I literally go into their energy field and I see what they show up as, like who they show up as. And I know when it's them. And then my guides usually give me an opening scenario, meaning they'll show me a special outfit that might be important to the reading, or they'll show them at a special place. So do you think that what's actually happening is these vibrational waves are going out and I just kind of know how to ride the wave, so to speak? Yes, everybody has an energy field around them. And of course, we're all made up of energy. So it just stands to follow that if you're looking into somebody and you want to see things for them, you are reaching their vibrational level, as well as, you know, high frequency healing, vibrational healing. Everybody has a bio field around them. And you can tap into that to do healing with your mind, with imagery. Uh, They have shown with cancer. You imagine soldiers marching towards your cancer and shooting it or whatever you can come up with. It's all related to the vibrational energy around us and what we are. We're a spirit living in a human body, at least on this dimension. So when we transition or cross over, our spirit is going, we just don't take our physical body with us. Exactly. Exactly. So That's a subject I'd like to go into regarding mediumship. But before we do that, I just want to honor in this moment that you brought up Einstein because he is always my favorite person to talk about intuition. And many of my presentations, I use this quote. So I just want to offer this quote Mm, kind of to support you in this moment. The intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is our faithful servant We have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift, Albert Einstein. And that's one of my favorite, like I I have goosebumps. Uh, It's one (laughs) of my favorite quotes. And I'm so glad that you brought him up because sometimes I feel as an intuitive that, you know, it's so hard to explain the quantum energy field, the neuroscience behind it. And like how we really do what we do, because really we don't really know how, (laughs) I mean, we, after 30 years, we figure some things out. 
mm-hmm. you know, but how do you really do this? Like to be able to rationally explain it to a human mind isn't always fun. <laughs> I do you feel agree? like the more that I had challenges in my life, the more difficulties I went through, you know, all that cancer three times in nine years. If you go through it with grace, you know, you always have a choice, corner, thumb, fetal position, (laughs) no. If you stand up and you face things and you go through them, the universe looks down and goes, hey, we threw that in Holly's path and she went through it and she didn't fall apart. Let's throw down some more wisdom. And every time I had a challenge, be it personal relationships or physical illness or mental illness, but whatever, I just got more and more intuition and I never question it. I did when I was younger. I was like, nah, I'm wishing, I'm hoping, I'm dreaming. This can't be true. But it is true. And I just feel like my intuition is part of me. I also feel like everybody has intuition. Mm -hmm. But there are so many things that get in the way and they're not schooled in how to use it. And it's a gift. I mean, Einstein's right. We ignore our intuition. That's how we get in trouble. You know? Yeah. Holly, I want to interject something. I just had an intuitive hit to share regarding you right now. And I hope it's okay. Sure. So one of the things that you can't see is Holly has a beautiful backdrop up. And one of my girlfriends is from China and her grandfather was a very, very good artist. And she owned a local restaurant that I think Holly and I have maybe eaten in together. And there was a drawing on the wall that is the exact flower that's behind you. And I believe what they're called, and I'm sorry if I'm wrong about this, because I'm not looking it up in the moment. I think they're called sugar plum blossoms and they're in China. And what Holly has on her screen in the backdrop is she has these sugar plum blossoms. And here's the story. This is, so this reminds me of what Holly's talking about with illnesses that have come her way and her intuition grew and she became stronger. So sugar plum blossoms are probably the hardiest and most beautiful flower. They bloom in the middle of winter. Ah, that's pretty great. (laughs) So they're very, they have a very sustainable presence and there's also a lot of thorns on those bushes. So they're also resistant to, you know, like their flowers are protected. And so for just in this moment, I was having an intuitive hit when she was talking about this to kind of bring her sufferings that she's had full circle and just remind all of us that sometimes our greatest sufferings, you know, blooming in the middle of winter with these magnificent pink and luscious fuchsia colors, that's just so appealing to the eye. There's just a synchronicity with the back screensaver and I believe your life. So I just wanted to share that. Thank and you. Thank I just you. felt that so deeply to share. So thank you for letting me go there. <laughs> Always. 
You can always go there with me. <laughs> <laughs> I know we do that for each other. So. Uh, yeah. Our phone calls are like longer than this podcast. <laughs> And very, very insightful. So, so speaking of which, our playtime, let's talk about some of the magic that we've had in our playtime. First of all, I want to go backwards a little bit to our very first meeting. That to me was just really kind of a cool moment. Okay. So we're both at this place where we get our blood drawn and I'm sitting like "Mm," three or four chairs away from candy. And she leans over and she goes, pardon me, I don't ever do this, but what do you do? And I told her I was an intuitive, an intuitive psychic. And she said, oh my gosh, me too. I knew it. And I, okay, my head's exploding. And we talk, she goes and gets her blood tested and comes back and I don't think twice about it. I go get my blood tested. I come back and she's still sitting there. And she said to me, do you want to go have breakfast? And I said, yeah, let's do it. I just felt an amazing connection. Well, we went and had breakfast. They are now called our three hour breakfasts. But tell them, Candy, about your book. So what happened was... When we were sitting there, why I came back out and sat down to wait for Holly is because in the morning, when I looked at my schedule, it said I had a breakfast date at eight o'clock. That's all it said. It didn't say breakfast with my, you know, I always put like my girlfriend, then in the subject line, I actually put the physical address of the restaurant. So for me to just have breakfast, isn't a traditional thing. Like it made no sense to me. And that's why I sat back down because my intuition said, if this showed up on your calendar and there's no name and no location, you're supposed to have breakfast with Holly. And so it was a way for us to start a relationship. And I showed her that, that this was like a predetermined breakfast. And just think about how I just had an intuitive hit that she was a psychic. I'm like, this woman's a psychic and I know it like in the the core essence of my being. And that's why I leaned over to her. So our first meeting was almost like a divine guidance and our first three hour breakfast. And I think it ended up being three hours. It did um, (laughs) was we have to always leave a big tip (laughs) was with Holly. So I just, I, again, just gently wanted to show everybody If you're paying attention in your life to odd situations and nuances that are happening, listening to that nuance, leaning into it, you might have a really new, awesome friend in your life. And just by saying yes to the moment, yes to the intuition, it could change Uh your life. It could change the trajectory of your life. So absolutely. So let's move into some more moments. So last summer, as you all know, you know, we still had the pandemic and the crisis going on. So if, and when a friend was coming over, we usually sat outside, we socially distance and I have a pool in the backyard. So it just kind of makes a nice atmosphere. I have all this fancy lighting and there's a tr- magical tree that's lit up. And so Holly and I decided that we were going to have a little play date in the middle of the night. I think it was like 10 o'clock that we started our play date. And I'm not a late person. I don't know what we were doing that night, Holly, but 
So we started our little play date at 10 o'clock. And so somebody came to visit Holly during the evening spiritually. So do you want to talk a little bit about what happened with that? Definitely. I was talking about my grandfather, who is, was, or is the most amazing person in the world. Very infamous television shows, books, Google it, the whole thing. And we started to talk about him. And Candy said, there's an old man behind me. And he's kind of going <laughs> like this. And he's looking at us kind of like, you know, with interest, like a dirty old man a little bit. And I said, that's him. That's my grandpa. Other. He liked women. I could sense he really liked women. He was insane for women. He <laughs> he was so funny. And when he was 67, he married my step granny, who I love so much, when she was 24. And they stayed married until he passed in his late 80s. And I still am very close with her. But he just... He just did whatever he felt and he was good at it and talk about manifesting things his <laughs> entire life. He stayed with us for about 10, 15 minutes and you kept saying things to, like, well, we called him MK and you kept saying, MK, stop that. <laughs> That's not nice. Don't don't say that. And I couldn't stop laughing because it's him to a T. Oh, he and was a pistol. Yeah. Yeah, he was. And he was very amazing in the things he did, you know, on this planet. Wow. I can't remember all the details of that, you know, that day because we were just really relaxed. And when things come from my intuitive self, like he was just so present, I could almost physically see him. That's, and he kept coming in and out of the picture. Like you said, it was 10 to 15 minutes, but most of the night he kept coming in and going out. He'd give us a message, then he'd come in, then he'd go out. And I think why that happens for spirit is because in order for them, like right now I'm wiggling my hands. So both hands are wiggling on the same platform, but they're not connected yet. But I think what happens when spirit comes in is they come in, they vibrate with me, then they have to disconnect because they vibrate higher. My vibration is lower than theirs. And Got so it. for them to be able to meet my vibration takes them a lot of energy, but guess who else it takes a lot of energy yeah. from is us. And so when we're doing intuitive readings, like if you look up an actual Google search, because all that I say is the Akashic records are basically a Google search for your soul. And I'm the voice of Siri. But if you look up what an actual Google search takes, it's almost like a light bulb, one search. And I forget the real stats. So go ahead and look it up, but it's something like one search is like a light bulb being on all day long. Like that's how much energy a Google search takes. And so when Holly and I are doing intuitive readings, it's a lot of expended energy. So we have to be super careful because we're trying to reach a vibrational level that it's not on this earthly plane, but we're utilizing our spirit self in an earthly body. So I also think that could influence some health challenges that we have if we don't ground. So 
that's why I really think grounding is super, super important. And I just wanted to explain what it felt like to be a medium. Do you do that? I don't remember if you. I do it sometimes. Mm -hmm. If I have the feeling or the information, yes. And the times that I've done it, I am right on the money. Mm -hmm. But I would say that it is not my main thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like I work a lot with people's emotions mm -hmm. and the things that cause them to have these emotions, such as, you know, trouble in a relationship or wanting a relationship, or am I going to be alone forever? There's a lot of fear involved. So I work with that because fear is a liar. I don't know any other way to say it. Fear creeps into your head and it sets up camp and it stays there. And what happens is our perception creates our reality. So if we're having fear in here, then our perception is colored by fear and we make decisions based on fear and they're never, ever correct. Doing things from a base of fear is like a nosedive into the emotional ocean. It's just not a, a good thing to do. So when you feel yourself being fearful, ask yourself of what? And is that happening now? Or was it in the past? Or are you thinking it might be in the future? Which causes stress and anxiety? Anxiety is defined as free-floating fear. So it all kind of fits together. There you go. Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that that's such an important thing to talk about is our fears because, you know, fears are false illusions appearing real, but they're right. not. And so I love what she's saying about that for all of us, because let's not let fear take camp in our brain anymore. Let's move it aside and replace it. So Talk to me about how should you dissipate when that old fear tries to come in and make camp? When you're feeling fearful, the best thing to do is say, am I fearing something that's happening right now in my present? Because it's not, it never is. It's fear of what might happen or fear of what did happen. Going backwards creates depression. Going forward creates anxiety. So the best thing is to stay centered and present, which the present moment right now is us talking. That's it. So say to yourself, gee, I'm afraid this is going to happen. Well, going to happen means it's not now. So you must let go of that and pull yourself back into the present and don't ever let fear into your wheelhouse, if you will. It's not a real thing. It's a liar. And if you start to believe it, that's when you start to feel not so good about life. Fear is one of my favorite subjects because <laughs> we all have it. Yeah, we do. I would be lying to even myself if I didn't 
say, you know, I'm basing decisions off of fear that I've made in my life. And me too. And, and you're right. They aren't the right decisions. If you base it off of, oh my gosh, should I get married to this guy? But what if you're alone for the rest of your life? So they marry the guy and it's like, um, what maybe, did I do? Well, or maybe alone isn't so bad after all. Right? So right. I just want to recap. We've talked about a lot of things today. We've talked about the quantum energy field. We've talked about fear. We've talked about mediumship. We've talked about how we connect. We've talked about some of our superpowers and gifts. Holly, is there any final closing words that you'd hope to cover or that you just want to share with the community? Well, like how to get a hold of you if you have a gift. Oh, well, if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me at my website, which is www.intuitivesolutionshk, that's me, hk.com. Or you can even just call 717-618-8217. If you would like a reading, you can call me and I give you a five minute free consultations for you to see if you feel like you click with me to take the temperature of you and I and see, is this something that I feel comfortable with? And it is, but I like to let people decide for themselves. And I really hope that people will understand that we all have the gift of intuition and learning to use it, listening to your head is super important. And it's like a, a life map. It's never wrong. And it always gets you where you want to go. So trust what your head tells you. And I even invite the heart space in because I've. Oh, yes, yes. Well, it starts with your heart. You feel it, you see it here. Right. So, heart and head connection. Listen to it, trust it. Right. Let it take you into your flow. Mind, body, baby. Well, Holly, thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to many more days by the pool and maybe meeting your grandfather again. (laughs) Summer's coming. So, Thank you for being here today. Thank and you for having me. You're so welcome. And the information about how to connect with Holly will be in the show notes. So go on over and look at those and we will have her phone number as well as her website there in the show notes. So thank you all for listening today into the intuitive business podcast and have a great day. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope that you feel more connected to your power within and that you take action from the guidance here today. For more information, please head to CandiceHaza.com where you will find more resources to help you and your business grow to the next level.